RadioInfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. It is Halloween. We just had a little discussion about that. <laughs> if you were watching the show live, you heard, obviously, um, but it's OK. I have so much stuff to go through with you today. It's very clip heavy, but I want to start, Frank, with the horror movie trailer that that Saturday Night Live did on Saturday because it's actually funny. <laughs> I can't skip it. Am I going to be able to see it? Um, if you, you can't really, I guess you can't see it, but you can hear it. Yeah, well, I'm looking, I'm watching the, sh- the screen, but it'll be on delay. So I guess I can piece it together. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. I don't even know if I can get it full screen on my clip uh, window. But I got to get the morning, the morning, uh, the morning link out there anyway. I'm watching. Let's do this moved the window around but not the actual size of it okay are you ready yeah all right i'm gonna get some more popcorn you want some sure sometimes a familiar face can be the most terrifying in political news, President Biden has said he intends to run for re-election in 2024. You trusted him once. I know he's a little old, but he could still win. Right? He beat Trump. But can he beat DeSantis? I don't know. I don't know! Can you trust him again? He's 79 now. Elections in two years, so that means. When it feels like nothing's going right. Gas prices are still kind of high. Even though it kind of is. Why are we so worried? He's done so much. Student debt relief, holding NATO together, infrastructure bill. But he fell off his bike once. actually going to run in 2024. He's just saying he is to present a united front before the midterms. Oh, what a relief. Yeah. I mean, I love the guy, but he did his part. But if Biden's not going to run, who will? Just when you thought the terror was over. I, I don't know. I don't know. Kamala? What? You realize it's just beginning. But there's got to be someone. Cory Booker. Please, Corny. Listen to yourself! From the producers of Smile and the Twisted Minds of Morning Joe. A Beto flyer just came under the door just for people listening. Guys! Not again! I have the perfect candidate. Babe? A superstar. Who can go all the way? Sometimes your best option. I'm with her. I'm with her. I'm with her. Is the one you fear the most. <laughs> there has to be 
one. Uh, Biden, maybe? Are we back to Biden? Yeah. I like Biden. Biden. So Biden? Biden's great. Right? He's Biden. 2020 part two, 2024. Coming in 2023. <laughs> Actually, really good. <laughs> yeah, that is. Oh, I, I mean, I, I wish I could. I gotta watch the whole thing uh, in real time because for some reason, every once in a while, I get the full audio, and then I get this like underwater audio. Oh, that's. that's but but I, I, it, it is. Uh, that was funny. I mean, it it was. It actually was really funny. I have to say, thank you. I, Thank I you. wish. I, yeah, I wish I could put two and two together. Yeah, it, it, it's it's scary. Stop trying to balance it out with things like, but he he did great things. No, he did not one good thing. No, I I don't think good. that they mean it. I think that. <laughs> I know. I know. Maybe it's just like they're trying to psych themselves up that the infrastructure bill was a good thing because there's nothing. So it is a horror show. It is a horror show. It makes you wonder why. I don't know. It was. But, uh, I thought it was great. And you know what? If we is. could have more fair humor like that, the world would be such a great place. Speaking of which, I, I th- between the Paul Pelosi thing and Twitter over the weekend, it was just full of. I don't know. I'm just. It was I, fun. Oh, it was so much fun. The fun weekend. Really, and I'm watching the left just lose their minds. Uh, Adam Carter gave us a five dollar Happy Halloweeny tip. So thank you, Adam Carter, in the, the Rumble you, chat. Happy. Yeah, yeah. Happy, happy Halloween. So um, I, I I have a bunch of stuff here. Let's let's see. Let's see what we go to first. OK. All right. So I've got. Oh, OK. So did you see what happened to uh, to Luke Bryan over the weekend? No. Who's that? Luke Bryan's a country artist. I'm just going to go all the way up here. He had Ron DeSantis on stage at his concert to try and raise money for hurricane relief. And people on Twitter lost their ever living minds because if you didn't know, Ron DeSantis is a fascist dictator. Oh, oh, he was a fascist dictator that didn't lock people down. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I, it, it, I, I'm sorry. I, it's just everything is just so confusing these days. <laughs> you just you have to catch up with the times, Frank. I mean, fascism is not fascism and tyranny is not tyranny. The opposite is true. So we're an opposite world. But basically, he had to issue a statement saying, I typically don't respond to stuff when I'm getting run down on a social platform. But here's the deal. I understand Governor DeSantis is a very polarizing figure. He is. Yeah. I mean, I, in all honesty, he is. It, 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 should he be? No. But that's just horrible reality. Yeah. He says, but I grew up in a country where if a governor asks you if they can come and raise awareness to help victims of a natural disaster, you help. I've generally stayed out of politics throughout my career. I knew people would chatter about this. But for me, the more important piece was if I'm going to come back there a few weeks after a large portion of people have been affected by a natural disaster in a state where people have been good to me, this felt right. Raise awareness, have a little fun between the Georgia and Florida fans before the game and do what I love on stage. That's all I'm saying about this. I'll be outdoors with my boys. Enjoy your Sunday. Text disaster to 2020 20222 to support. The the heads exploding underneath Good. this. Good. People, Good. people are so, these people are so miserable. 
Like they're questioning how how good of a father he is. They're the hell with them. They are such a small, insignificant group of twats that it does not matter. It just doesn't matter. And I, I think what we're starting to see in very small, do- well, larger and larger doses is how without Twitter completely under their thumb, even though not much has changed, significant things, significant things have shifted. Um, I mean, the fact that you had the chief guy, the owner of Twitter pushing back on Hillary Clinton, uh, the, the fact that we there. got a yeah, the fact that we got a glimpse of what Twitter sans the uh, the dominance of the so-called fact checkers could be like was incredible. So um, these are people who are just going to have to start. I don't know, existing in a little bit more of a no one cares about you environment. Um, I love it to hell with them. I mean, they're, they're just the most miserable, like preachy, annoying, wrong, wrong they're they're terrible people they're just yeah. terrible empty 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 people they're questioning where the money's going i would ask them to do a deep dive into black lives matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, where's the on. money going where is the money going um never care they don't care about their own campaigning they don't care about the fusion gps the hillary clinton campaign taking over the dnc in 2016 you have to ask where that money is going Especially where the money go? Uh, where was the money going after they uh, broke up that DOJ slush fund that they had set up for Democrats? Where is the money going with BLM? Everything. It's it's incredible. Share blue. I have this this meme that somebody put up, which is which is. It says it's a, it's a, a picture. It's a picture. And, and it says you don't get to be both a Nazi and a proud American. We literally yeah. had a, a war about this. The whole world was involved. I mean, come on. No, no, that's not what the war was all about. I know I, I, it was World War Two about there being a, a choice between a, being a proud Nazi and an American. Was that really what it was all about? Because I, I, I remember us being latecomers in that war. A little bit too late. Would you argue? I remember us being latecomers in the uh, in in the first World War too. Was that about uh, us being a proud American and or or being a, me- a proud member of the the uh, the Austrian Empire or what? I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, you know, Kobe Wan chimed in and said, "For the Paul Pelosi recovery fund, thanks for handling it. Happy Halloween! A little five dollar tip for us for talking about the Paul Pelosi nonsense we're about to get into right now." We literally had a war about this. The whole it, world isn't was it, involved. Isn't it stupid? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Every he, last one of those. And, and and how do they treat? How do they treat the memory of those of that generation that, that fought? They they because I mean, this is the topic du jour. This is the meltdown du jour. So this this is what they're they're doing now. But if we talk about generational differences, literally everybody in the greatest generation that went out there and fought that war are now akin to backwards traditionalist Nazis anyway. So again, every day they're right, but in a way that completely contradicts ridiculous statements that they have made in the past. And that those days don't matter because today is year zero. Every day is year zero. And in that moment, they're right. I, I They're also jumping all over the Kanye West like Jewish comment, which 
if you understood what he was trying to say is not a slight on all Jewish people. Um, and no matter what you say about it, it doesn't matter because you're stuck. So it's like not even talk worthy about, but he came out apologizing. I don't know. I'm, 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 Somebody else is saying that that Ron DeSantis needed to go on stage with Luke so that he could win um, his governor's race. Come on, people! Like, let's let's get real, okay? That that that's that's just ridiculous. Now, Ron DeSantis does not need anybody to win at this point. No, he doesn't need anybody to stump for him at this point. I mean, it's always great when friends and colleagues come out in support, but uh, if you see the trends in. The trends in in uh, uh, Florida. Uh, Rich Barris is saying that it's almost it's almost a lock that Miami Dade goes red now. And and that means that I think after one more cycle, we can confidently say that Florida is no longer a swing state. I probably I, you should probably say it now. Yeah, I think we need more track record because 2020 was obvious obvious and clear. But um um. Guys, if you're watching on Rumble, share this with your friends. Hit the thumbs up. Give us a Rumble. Let's get the audience up. We've got almost 500 watching live right now, but I would like that to double. Double. We're, we're entertaining. We're fun. Double it. Paul Pelosi, Frank. What about him? Listen, I, I usually don't talk about stuff until I know, and I don't want to be part of a rumor mill, right? So I've been very quiet on this. Yeah. However... It is so freaking weird and it's caused so much consternation over the weekend. So we're going to we're going to dive into it a little bit. We we covered it as it happened ish on the show on Friday. But in case you guys didn't know, Paul Pelosi was attacked by a man who grabbed a hammer out of his hand and beat him with it in front of the police after breaking out of his house. <laughs> Or before breaking out of his house. Before breaking out of his house I, through a back door. A back yeah. So I, by by Saturday by Saturday night, Tracy. Uh, Friday night, Tracy. Oh, we spoke about it Friday morning. By Friday night, we still didn't have too much details on this. But we'll go into those details now. And all I said, if I think about, if I think about uh, RussiaGate, anything else that either they were orchestrating. And we didn't have all the details, but something didn't make sense. And you just knew it wasn't the whole story or anything else that just happens that they're just trying to cover up because they live such degenerate, foul lives. Um, I, I say until further evidence shows anything to the contrary, I have to just believe that this was something sexual. I would tend to agree with you. Um, and, you know, I, look, I think that if everybody could just take a minute before going crazy. I mean, on their side too, the the way that this has been politicized with literally no evidence that, that what they're saying is true is gross and disgusting and is called a PSY act, okay? We were talking about 5G warfare last year. Whether something is organic or planned, it still can be the target of a psychological operation and what that thing is is called a PSY act. So the Jesse Smollett hoax, PSY act, uh, Parkland school shooting, unfortunately, was weaponized as a PSY act for gun control. Um, Las Vegas for gun control. What else? There's so many of them. Uh, Nicholas Sandman was a PSY act. They weaponized it for polarization of Republicans and conservatives. So this is one of those. They're using it politically. Nancy Pelosi's statement that came out, Frank, 
was weird F. Did you see it? I sent it in the in the text message. In what? Oh, in in, 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 in our text t- message. Yeah. We, oh, I, oh, yes, 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 yes. Harold. So, yeah. So so the statement reads and I don't have it for on screen, but it reads um, yesterday morning, a violent man broke into our family home. And let's stop there because Paul Pelosi, whether he was talking in code on the phone with police or not. First of all, who charges their phone in a bathroom? Do you? Uh, if I'm in the bathroom taking a shower or going to, I, I if I'm doing something in there, I, I might charge it. If I'm listening to, and I don't want the phone to turn off in the middle of it all, maybe. I mean, there's some circumstances you would. Okay, so that's fine. I, I don't really leave my phone in there to charge often, but it happened to be in the bathroom. Well, no, I wouldn't leave, I wouldn't put it, it wouldn't be my favorite place to charge the phone. I'm saying if I was yeah. already in there, I might do two at the same time. Yeah, no, understood. I've done that getting ready. My phone battery's dead. I've plugged it in and charged it up while I was getting ready to go out or whatever. Got it. But this guy had his phone in the bathroom charging. His would-be attacker, who now we've learned allegedly attacked or came into his bedroom, um told him that he would be able to go to the bathroom and pick up the phone. He calls the cops. He says, my friend's here. I don't know him. His name is David. I don't know how he knew his name. We have zero details about the conversation they had. The police come to the house as a wellness check. They knock on the door. Somebody opens it, who we haven't learned who that person is, and finds Paul Pelosi and this man, David, standing there, both holding a hammer, the man grabs the hammer away from Paul Pelosi, apparently beats him to within, you know, to so badly that he needs emergency surgery on his skull. And the police tackle him and take him in. They don't draw their weapons, apparently, or get involved before he has a chance to beat Paul Pelosi with the hammer. I don't know. Weird. Just weird. But yeah. the statement says at the end, like she does a Bible verse. And she says, we thank you and pray for the continued safety and well-being of your family. What? Wait, Nancy's saying that to who? That's her statement. The statement ends. She says, we're also comforted by the words of the book of Isaiah. Do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We thank you and pray for the continued safety and well-being of your family. But whose family? That's she's that's her statement. She's I guess she's talking to everyone or someone, which is more likely what I think is happening with her statement. It's yeah, okay. That's weird at the end. Very strange. Okay. What does that it's, mean? It sounds like a I I don't know. It just sounds like a, a very odd generalized statement to preserve uh any and all twists and turns that this will take. It, it, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it sounds like there's just there's a little bit of an open window even in there to say to even suggest that this was a coordinated attack and not just a lover's quarrel gone wrong. Uh, and and that that is uh, aside from what this mainstream media has gone all the way in on. From the get go, from the crazy Keith Olbermans, everybody jumped on their podcasts immediately to talk about how this was an extension of January 6th. Yep. It, it's crazy. I have a whole mashup of that, but I wanted to show everybody the sign in the window at his home that says Black Lives Matter. It's right. It's on screen right now. 
It's and in, the gay flag. And the gay flag and everything else that like lets everybody know, honestly, this man is not a crazy right-wing conspiracy theorist who's obsessed with QAnon. And, and it's just, it's very weird the way they jumped on to politicize this the opposite way. Now they're saying he came in there with zip ties and a like there he was going to kidnap someone. The 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 way that they have taken his where's Nancy and made it as though it, it was reminiscent of January sixth at the Capitol. I mean, you need to twist your brain into pretzels to go down this road. It, and, and the and again, it's the police are helping them. The police are helping them talk about this. In very, very, uh, very, uh, I don't know, gentle ways. Because they they were caught on hot mic saying, are we allowed to say he was a part of a nudist colony? And they're like, no, no, you can't say that. Um, it, the, the whole thing is weird. Now, I I will tell you, they won't release, allegedly won't release the security footage all around their property is obviously very heavily monitored. There's an ad for toes. I hate that nonsense. Um, the Gateway Pundit has an ad for toes up on there. Well, ad for toes? It's like uh, doctors can't explain, but this fixes toenail fungus. Oh. I hate that. Well, you know. I don't know. Anyway, they go through this whole big thing and they show all the cameras and everything all around. And attorney Harmeet Dillon said... All like they could grab security footage and find out what happened. I want to know who the person who opened the door was. Obviously, wasn't Paul Pelosi. Obviously, wasn't this dude David. And we're really supposed to believe that there was no security, none, zero. Even even if even if the, the Speaker of the House wasn't there, they just their just their stature alone. N- not only, I mean, not only that, but the the, the glass on the door broke outwards. Outwards. That doesn't happen if you're if you're breaking into a house. Something's so, just very weird. And no and nobody's providing any sort of security camera footage. That's not being provided. N- not that we have heard, no. No, it's not. And look, one thing I need to dispel, um, Gateway Pundit also had a story over the weekend where they talked about how his websites that they found were recently spun up within the last two days and they weren't existing before Friday. But unfortunately, they that's not true, at least in the case of the blog that was not on WordPress, the Wix blog. Um, the domain was registered September 8th of 2022 and um, just because the Wayback Machine hasn't crawled a website doesn't mean that it didn't exist. It, it, it's, that's not the way the Wayback Machine works. You're not guaranteed to have a snapshot of every single website on the planet. Um, right. So you can't just use the, the Wayback Machine to make a determination about stuff like that. Um, so that's not necessarily true, that reporting, which is sad because it's harmful to us um, because it perpetuates false news, fake news that they can jump on and use to discredit everything that comes after it. However, I also don't necessarily believe the the San Francisco Chronicle article. Did you read what that? What that one? say? It, it, well, the way it's written is just too gossipy and light on sourcing for me. It's like basically like I heard from a friend who said that um, – Paul Pelosi likes gay sex and that that's what was going on. And so Elon Musk shared that on Twitter. And 
he got like lashed out at because he shared it under Hillary Clinton's post about how terrible, uh, just terrible, I, terrible. I saw that. Yeah. Well, it was. I think Hillary Clinton's post was. Uh, yeah. I, if if that was what uh, Elon had shared was speculative and un, and um, ultimately false, it would only just be par for the course. And he was responding to an, a completely false characterization of uh, of what the hell happened because we don't even know what happened but regardless of what did happen and if we'll ever get to the bottom of it who knows um the way that it's been spun by people like hillary clinton and the olbermann crew is all is nonsense um it's, it's just nonsense there's nothing maga about any of this n- no and you know it, it goes more so hand in hand with people's understanding of how this this ruling class live most of them have marriages of convenience and uh, and they do really sick ed buck like things in their recreational time so I, it just makes sense um and, and then everything else all of the shady details and the constantly evolving shady details about the situation whenever you get that first rush of info you have to latch on to all of it because after it all comes out, after the first reporting of a story comes out and you get eyewitnesses, you get people saying some pretty provocative stuff, then uh, those who have the power to go back into the Ministry of Truth chambers there and change the past and change all the articles to make sure that they control the narrative on every syllable uh, that's when they start reassessing everything that's been said in the first line of reporting and they find the weak spots, they change it around and they make plausible deniability where they can and they, they just patch it all up. And that's what we're watching right now, the patch job. The real question for me is, obviously they're using this. It seems like it's more of an embarrassing situation that came to public, came to uh, light in public and they're trying to spin this to use it in their, in their um, preferred said, way. Yeah, a certain way. I don't think it was a, a staged event by one way, one side or the other. No, I think it just happened. Yep. And they're trying to not get caught with shit in their face. Yeah, no, agreed. I think he's a liability at this point. He's been problems for the past six, eight months, right? She's had to deal with and not for anything, but people are not all in the uh, Pelosi camp on the Democrat side anymore. They're trying to replace her. They don't want her around anymore. Something's going on there, honestly, in my opinion, just speculating. But this whole thing over the weekend with Elon Musk, and by the way, everybody in the chat is saying that there have been some recordings released about from the police station or the police, the police. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out as we're live here, but if we get it, we'll put it on. Um, this, this burn on the New York times is just hysterical from Elon Musk. He, uh, Elon, the New York times throws up a headline. Elon Musk in a tweet shares link from site known to publish false news. And Elon tweets it out and says, this is fake. I did not tweet out a link to the New York times. (laughs) And I just love it. Yeah. Because nobody's banning him. (laughs) When what's, what are they going to do about it? I uh, that, so that in itself is great. W- watching the the uh, this this seismic shift begin on Twitter. Hopefully, it goes in a really objectively good way. Um, that's been that that has been great in itself. The- I, I don't know where it ends up. I don't know what his plans are, and I don't know how bad those plans will be for the world one day. But right now, as an observer, 
I'm having a good time. The problem is that like with the Pelosi event as a general thing, AOC and Elon Omar and all of the the left, like I was actually a little bit perturbed that the, some people on the right jumped out to, to, to proclaim how terrible this all was and be so, I'm appalled. I'm just shocked and appalled at this. Like just, okay, I hope he gets better. But they're saying a far right white nationalist tried to assassinate the Speaker of the House and almost killed her husband a year after violent insurrectionists tried to find her and kill her in the oh. Capitol. Like a whole year after. Oh, oh. I, I just uh, I and then and then I have a, a mashup. Um, well, here. You know what the funny thing about it is, and I was I was kept this in my mind for tonight too. The hilarious thing about what you really are have been observing over the weekend is that while we get that from them, this is insane. You know, January sixth, white nationalism, an attack. Nancy Pelosi, Paul, uh, attack, attack. The midterms. Uh, all the real right wingers have been doing this entire time is either going, wait a second, tell the story over again, mm-hmm. or just having a ball with the memes the memes have been unbelievable yeah they have been great so we're, we're just laughing over here at the absurdity of all this stuff and again there they are taking themselves to to levels of, of seriousness that is it, it's just it, it's ridiculous it, it is it is ridiculous and this is this is a little mashup of uh hold on i think i have a mashup of the nope that's not it i have a mashup of all of the hold on let me find it of all of the the morning the morning shows and their and their you know insurrection here we go hold on i think this is it this source the intruder confronted mr pelosi in their home shouting where is nancy where is nancy Debbie Dingell, Where is that's she? what the intruders going through the hallways on January 6th were shouting, Nancy, right. Nancy. Oh my These- God, it's, like the, it's like the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> Don't you see the parallels? Oh my, it's the same mindset. Oh no. Talk about conspiracy theories here. They're coming for us with the hammers now. Ban them. Conspiracies already produced violence on January 6th. And so uh. it's no surprise that that would only continue. We have obviously seen political violence as we did on January 6th. 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 This is part of the January 6th insurrection toxicity. The insurrection toxicity that you have perpetuated. It should be ISS. Insurrection. Oh, no, ITS. Insurrection toxicity syndrome. And I mean, the the people on the screen right now, both of them look like they've just been dragged out of coffins and are their faces are drooping off. I mean, because they have been. They sleep in coffins. (laughs) Happy Halloween. Here they are, the, the the demons from beyond the grave. Here we... That has infected the, the infected brains of people around brain. the country uh, in horrible ways. Horrible. If this is accurate. If. Can if, we get a saggier? Can we get a saggier looking woman to tell us this, please? <laughs> yes, actually. 
Would you like to see one? Please find me the saggiest woman you can find actually, to tell us how bad this is. I actually don't have a saggy woman, but I do have Madonna. Just oh, well, she, oh, she looks like a praying mantis now. <laughs> she did. She's Madonna has done so much, so much work to her face. It is now a perfect downward triangle. She looks like a praying mantis. So I have her on screen posing, and apparently, she has had her her tatas done again. Oh my god! Do you see? I wish I didn't. What happened to her face? It's really it's, sad. But it's this praying is, mantis. Yeah, she does look like a praying mantis. That was perfect timing for me to rip that one out of the, uh, out of the. So it's, it's not only like the, the left, you know, weaponizing this for their own political gain. Um, and Twitter hasn't changed all that much because I don't know if you know Viva Fry. He's the, with Barnes. He's an attorney. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry, Frank. <laughs> sorry. It's, well, it's, it's like looking at a roadkill or something. It's, I don't want to. <laughs> It's just it's gross. So I can't contain my disgust. I'm sorry. Um, do you want me to put it back up for you? Just or no? No, no, no. No, it's all right. Um, I, I've had my fill. I'm going to keep that one in the bank for later. <laughs> don't use it again. <laughs> you don't want to. That's not the thing you want to be pulling out later. That's for sure. Um, but they still banned Viva Fry. Um only for criticizing somebody saying that anybody saying anything other than whatever light-handed po- official narrative is there should be asking questions. They banned him, and so he responded um, saying that he wasn't going to delete his tweet and telling them to F off. See, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, for for people like, ah, yeah, Twitter's free. It's not – It d- re- relax. Relax. Some fun things are happening. If you're a fan of of witnessing meltdowns, it's like free entertainment. But uh, long way to go. Long, long, long way. way. To go long before way. Pe- before people who are, uh, you know, this right here should not be bannable. Anybody who is, um, it, whether it's a, it's parody or whether it's someone who just has a problem with the official story and the aligning of all of the the data points of that story, they should be able to talk about whatever the hell they want. And it does not matter. It should. It's not a danger to society if other people actually see their point. It's not a danger there. No, that's actually why they want to ban everybody, because they don't want other people to see the point. That's that's the problem. Or they want to still maintain the illusion that nobody else sees the point. They want Twitter like advertisers have changed entire company strategies based off of how Twitter has amplified a very, very teeny minority of the population. Like, that's going away. But in the Twitter news sphere still, there was an internal communication that Elon Musk discovered. It's Yoel Roth. You have a point on this one? Because this is- No, no, I saw it. Yeah, he yeah. says, um, if Amir continues to BS me, my escalation route is Amir's OKRs are entirely based on fraudulent metrics and he doesn't care and may actively be trying to hide the ball, literally doing what Elon is accusing us of doing. So internally, they're saying like, they're basically admitting that they're inflating their user count, their true user count in favor of bots. That's basically what it is like. Is that what they're saying, or or is it more? Because when I read that, I I uh, I took that more as a tacit admission that they are withholding this data 
And if something doesn't change with the withholding, I mean, then we we are doing exactly what he says we're doing. Oh, wait, or, wait, wait. Read, no, read he's saying, he's, he says, but also, laugh out loud, if Amir continues to BS me, my escalation route is, quote, Amir's OKRs are entirely based on fraudulent metrics, and he doesn't care and may actively be trying to hide the ball. And then he says, literally doing what Elon is accusing us of doing, i.e. misrepresenting the bot count on Twitter. He's hmm. saying, like, Amir is the CEO, I believe, and he's BSing this dude, whoever Yoel Roth is. And Yoel Roth is saying, my only escalation point from here is to tell everybody that his OKRs or the, the stats that he puts out on Twitter metrics are entirely based on fraudulent information, which this guy is confirming. It's it's basically a tacit admission that they withheld crap from the court. Like that message should have been in front of the court in discovery. Everybody's got their own philosophy on what's going on right now and what Elon's going to do with this. Given the deal is done, does that mean he gets a refund? Uh, what does it mean? I don't know. Does he get a refund? Well, does he? Does he? I don't know. Um, because it would be too fun. I think it's too fun for him to. I don't know. I, I would well, for, go ahead. Now I was going to say from past talks that he has said about this, Twitter seems to not just be something that he sees as a free speech pet project, but he actually has plans of, of uh, roping this into a bigger, a bigger project of his, like this is going to be something else. I don't know what that is. Uh, like I said, I, this may be the thing that we all don't like about where this is heading with Twitter, but um so I don't know if he's if he's ready to just give it away, even if he was um, made to buy an overinflated piece of crap. I think he already but, knew that he was buying an overinflated piece of crap, honestly. So maybe this is just a long way to bring them through the ringer. He had enough bankroll to make this all dragged out and painful. Finally gets a hold of it, then brings this to the public. Does he get any kind of a rebate? Does he get any kind of, you know, out of that $44 billion, is he awarded, uh, you know, thirty-five billion back, and he just—he was just able to buy something really cheap and cause a lot of pain along the way for those who are doing something really crappy to society. I—I I, I don't know. I don't know either, and I'm not going to even speculate on what his goal is at the end of the day. But everybody that just was fired vested their. I think their stocks were vested, which means that they got full value for them. And if that's not what the stock, it's SEC fraud, basically, to to um, inflate the value of your company based on metrics that are just not true, which Elon was saying the entire time. Then he got this email auto-generated from Twitter, managing Twitter 101, 30 days left. Hey, Elon, it's time to start managing Twitter 101. M101 covers what it means to be a good manager at Twitter by showing you how to create opportunities for impact, help your tweeps grow their careers, and demonstrate care for your team. Psst, you've only got 30 days to finish this mandatory course, and once you're done, we'll enroll you in managing Twitter 201. And nope. He, he says, so demanding to allow a mere 30 days to learn this priceless information. <laughs> No, I will not be doing this. Sorry. I mean, he like just the fact that this and and then another tweet that he said was like, what's the problem? What's the biggest problem with Twitter? And he says, there's 10 people managing for every one person coding. Oh, we know. 
I have, I don't know how many of those uh, you played the day in the life of a Twitter uh, employee on, uh, on Friday morning. Yes, I there's did. Been, there's, there's more than that available. Really? There's more, more, more than just that one girl that did it. Uh, and, and it's more of they don't do any work. All they do is they do their nails. They sit in their meditation chamber. They, uh, I don't know. They diddle oh. themselves. Then they take a rest. Uh, then they have some more coffee and green juices and, and, and they crap all over people's ability to speak to each other. That's, that's just it. Frank, it's not nice for you to do that and say nasty things about people who just want to have a free experience in the Twitter headquarters. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but that's not real life at Twitter headquarters. You're not a real, you're not living a, a real life. It's not a job. Some weird, weird gig. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you got it, but it's, it skewed your, uh, it skewed your reality. How much do you think it costs to just run that espresso bar? Think I, where, again, it's all inflated advertising dollars and something else. Those they're bleeding those facilities. Money. Bleeding yeah. it. Those facilities were like a incredible. five plus star hotel. Now, if you are a flourishing, profitable business that wants to take care of your employees in that way, fine. I have zero issue with that. I really do. I don't care if you want to make your lives, your employees' lives so relaxed and so over the top posh, if they are contributing to the company and it's growing and you are ridiculously profitable, but this company is bleeding away money like it's nobody's business and that culture is toxic. One thing before we switch topics here. I, wanna, low. Eh, I wanted to show everybody. It's an RNC ad that has just come out to remind everybody, now that we've gotten off the Paul Pelosi stuff, what is actually going on with the left. Here we go. They go low, we kick. And if you see anybody in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. Not be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. Get up and please get up in the face of some Congress people. Is this the quote unquote mob? That was all scenes from the past couple years of leftists and violence. Just wanted everybody to make sure they got that. There's no comparison. There's no comparison. The, I don't know how many times that they've edited, re-edited um, the January sixth to make it look like it was some kind of a, uh, it was uh, some 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 assault. Really, I don't care how they describe it anymore. I don't care. They want they have one thing, and then they have a whole bunch of stock footage of people just. What were they? Uh, uh, Charlottesville. We're going to get that again with the tiki torches? Uh, I mean, they'll replay that one forever if they can. That's all they had until I mean, uh, January 6th. Yeah, I, they, they, I'm surprised they haven't repurposed the Summer of Love rallies or riots, I should say, and used them as right-wing footage. 
Right. Like the man from CNN standing there saying, this is a mostly peaceful protest as the entire skyline behind him is ablaze. Very weird. Very, very yeah. strange. No, what they do is they 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 go and they play obtuse games like um, they say, oh, hi, I'm reporting here from the burned down leftist uh, city of Seattle or something like that, trying to say like the, the right wing. They love to say how the cities were burning in 2020, but it's a great big exaggeration. Oh, I, I don't think that anybody's exaggerating the daily structure fires that were a result of left wing Demonst- political demonstrations, which is, of course, terrorism. You're you're terrorizing private businesses, private citizens, because you have some kind of a political gripe. You're setting fire. You're looting. That's terrorism. But they 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 don't care. January sixth. How many people January died? Sixth. What? How many police officers died on on um during the summer of quote love? David Dorn. Well, he was off duty. Or he's retired. He was. It doesn't matter. He's still a police officer. They can. I mean, forget about just the police officers. There's there was plenty that were injured. There was plenty that were uh, that were killed execution style. Just you know these uh, domestic domestic abuse situations that were just set up to allow to uh, draw in one or two uh, uh, unassuming police officers to be ambushed. There was all types of executions that had nothing to do with the actual demonstrations that they were uh, they were launching in cities all over the the country so but so you had the executions but it was the collateral damage with uh men women and children that was the worst part of 2020 the deaths in the street uh the deaths in in you know drive-throughs at wendy's in georgia mm. seven-year-old girls mm. i mean seven-year-old five-year-old boys it, it, not all of that swept under the rug in place of lies about a police officer still getting bludgeoned with a fire extinguisher. Julie Kelly, it was all a lie. I know, I know. Julie Kelly had a great article out, by the way, uh, this weekend about the one cop who was like made himself the center of this big PR campaign. He's made like a book and he's got a whole memoir of how he was formerly a Trump supporter and wasn't anymore and blah, blah, blah. And like in the first five or six pages of his book, he said he he purpose perpetuates the lie that the officer that day didn't die of a stroke. He died of assault from assault. Like it's it's just one. We played the, the clips from Congress about all that. We did. We played the clips from, by the way, talking about January 6th, you know who we probably have, I'm, I'm close to booking it up for sure. I'm just waiting for him to get back from travel. Who we're going to have on the show Friday, Frank. Hopefully you'll definitely make Friday. Who? Oh. Uh, Steve Friend, FBI agent Steve Friend, who blew the whistle on the January 6th, um, basically SWAT team fascist takeovers in Florida that he was supposed to be a part of, but refused. Nice. Yeah, and he's got a nice. little more information. Also, if you were watching the Kyle Serafin show, he just released the entire internal affairs com- uh, conversation he had. We played some of it on the podcast. It's on his Rumble channel. I'll truth it in a minute after the show's over. Frank, you have to listen to this today. There is, okay. you, like, literally don't do anything else. I'm telling you. This is his call with internal affairs. They're investigating him for an incident with a police officer out like in the desert of New Mexico where he was shooting legally 
his firearms for training. And the police officer like approaches him. He has a conversation with him. Turns out he's not really doing anything. He's not doing anything wrong. Police officer leaves. No report filed. The whole incident's captured on body camera. Completely cordial, very professional above board. He happened to be not near a school. I don't want to say it was near a school because the school was miles away, but they could hear the gunshots at the school, I guess because of the way sound was traveling that day and called it into the cops. He was like, I'm legally shooting here. I'm almost done. I'm just going to finish up what I'm doing. Didn't want to stop because they could hear it at the school. So so that was the, that's how they came after him? That's what they're using to come after him. Because the, the gunshots were audible somewhere. They were audible somewhere where you cannot have a, a firearm. Yes. So the cop went out there to talk to him. Is that part of the state law with guns that you have to be uh, in a certain range from people? So where the firearm is not audible? No, no. He was perfectly within his rights. He was doing absolutely nothing wrong. The cop didn't even write anything up. He just left. Right. And they use they use this as a way to go after him. the FBI uses his interaction with the police officer as a way to go after him. So he's on the phone with this woman who and it's a it's a it's a two part it's a one party consent state. He records the conversation and we played a chunk of it on the Wednesday show. But the whole thing is out now. And I want everybody to listen to this conversation with this woman who has been with the force for probably like 25 or 30 years and says she's like a seasoned agent. And this is what she does now. And the way she talks to him, she's literally interrogating him, um, but she's not very good at it. She's pussyfooting around things. I use that word on purpose. Um, basically saying like, you know, you're not helping yourself, Kyle. You know, in these investigations, we really try to help agents. And you, with some of the things you're doing, you really need to stop doing these Uh things. You really shouldn't be doing these things. You're just making it so much more difficult. Shut up. Uh That's what I would say if I was him. He, he, he basically, because he can't technically is still hired by the FBI, but he's not getting paid. And uh, he technically can't get a job elsewhere until they fire him, which they won't do. And she's basically saying that this process can take a year or whatever. And he's saying in no other in no other circumstance anywhere in the universe, would it be okay for someone to hold someone without being able to make a living for their family just because it's a bureaucratic paperwork nightmare? Like this is unheard of. Well, Well, send in the grading woman. Hey, who? What, what's the most grading woman we have working here at the department? Send her in. That's what it is. Oh, be, be as passive aggressive as you can. Mm. Go ahead. Hey, coddle, coddle, but coddle. He, Just be, be, be so. You know, channel your inner Corinne uh, Jean Pierre. He goes. Put he the, goes at her after a while, though, and says like, "What the? The you have to listen to it. I'm telling you, if you do." which everybody should, you're going to want to clip some of it for tonight. You're definitely going to want to clip some of it for tonight. And then you're going to be like, damn it, I wish I was there on that interview because it was something else. And that was just what he played for you. I, I played like four minutes, maybe of this call. It's 40 minutes long. And the entire thing is like gripping. Like you're going to sit there on the edge of your seat. Like I've heard the entire thing. So I know it's definitely something that everybody needs to hear and everybody needs to share. No doubt. 
So get on that. Um, Some people are behind, but the live chat is still going, by the way. So some people are talking about Madonna from like 10 minutes ago in the live chat. (laughs) Which which live chat? The Rumble live chat. Unless I'm behind, that could be possible. You're you're behind. Oh. You're behind. Well, shame on me. Um, Yeah. We have we have five minutes, but I wanted to get into this because I think it's super important. D- McCullough, Doctor McCullough, is being strict stripped of his credentials. I saw this. Now he's literally. What does it mean? They're all of the boards are decertifying him, and like medical journals that he has edited for ever and been chief editor of are, you know, kicking him. Um, and it's all because he's spoken out against the vaccine and has spoken out for early treatment in favor right. of, of the vaccine instead of the vaccine. He is probably, he actually, I think he is the most published cardiologist in the entire world in history. This is an asset to humanity that is being slandered and destroyed for no other reason than he's upholding his oath to do no harm. Um it's not just happening to him, though. They're going after all of these doctors who have spoken out and they're trying to, you know, remove their licenses. Meryl Nass was one of those doctors. She took her license. They took her license in January and they go after you on like these technicalities. Like if there's nothing you've ever been complained about, like nobody's ever complained about you before, they'll find like something wrong in your paperwork. Like you don't fill out your notes the way they want you to. And then they'll just rip your medical license from you. Wow. Again. Again. It's, it's like she shares some of her patient notes that she's written. There's some format you're supposed to write. She's saying somebody needs to stand up. And uh, this is Colleen Huber. Somebody needs to stand up and do something about this. Like somebody needs to sue Because this is going to, now we talked on Friday about how they're changing medicine and making it a wellness model now. This is something that's going to change medicine as well. Because if a doctor thinks that you're going to come for their license because they're treating you the way they think they should treat you, we will not have healthcare in this country at all anymore. At all. Every time. Uh, there's, There's no reason for doctors. Right. Uh, like we were talking about the, the California thing. What is the point of becoming a doctor and what is a doctor if a doctor cannot go and use their training combined with their own discernment and their own uh, one-on-one interaction with their patients, every patient being different than the one before and after them? What is a doctor if all they have to, if all they are charged with doing is are following. being li- licensed distributors of state-backed medicine and state policy Amen. that's just another police it's a police officer with a with a with a needle that's and, all it is and and we don't get a choice on who those people are that are making those guidelines so person here who goes to see a doctor for individual health condition doesn't have any say on who the cdc is so the guidance that's being issued from them that the doctor is supposed to become a zombie and follow has nothing like it's it's just there are some people who can't take a certain protocol because there's like the human body is a diverse and 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 you can't do you can't do this who thought when they said obamacare was coming that it would lead to this me damn it 
Well, I mean, it, uh, a cake, uh, cake D of A in the cha- in the chat room says they're not coming for his license; they're going after his credentials. Yeah, a- absolutely, I-, I understand that. But in the Calif- in the case of California, they're trying to create a precedent where if a doctor is not walking in lockstep with the 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 politics of the day, that they can go after licensure. Yeah, I want yeah, to so- um, I want to make sure I clarify that Peter McCullough is not being stripped of his license. It's his board certifications and credentials. That's what they're going at him for. However, there are doctors who have been stripped of their license. And this is one of them that I covered right here. So I just want to, yes, that's correct. It's very, it's very important distinction, but it's kind of a distinction without, not really. He can still treat patients, but they're coming after his credibility and they're trying to destroy it piece by piece is what they're doing to him. And all at the same time as we have We've talked about the ethical skeptic, Frank, on the show. Uh, who? The ethical skeptic. He's on Twitter. He's a data guy, and he's been following excess deaths. We've used his statistics on the show several times. He, he Cancer is at a nine sigma rise, and he uses data, and he says the CDC is trying to cover this up. They're willing to risk fraud to show to show that this isn't true, but here he is. With the numbers, look at the cancer. If you, I know you can't see it, but it skyrockets, and it's backed by anecdotal discussions from people. Our neurosurgeons have confirmed we're seeing a rise in brain cancer across all age groups, most strikingly in young adults and staff positions. So, this is what they're trying to cover up by going after Peter McCullough, one of the more vocal people. Who Dr. McCullough is a wonderful human being. Sorry, like not sorry. He is. This hour went fast. Yeah, it will. It goes. It goes faster and faster now that we're doing it live. I have a ton so. of links. I'm gonna put them all in the show notes. I had more videos about uh, Stacey Abrams. I had what else? I had a another clip about her, like mock, like saying uh, socially distanced for social media. Obviously, she didn't mean it. I had John Pierre. And then I had this really fun video about this guy who built a pool in his basement. Maybe I'll play that to end. Here we go. I'll cut this out of the other show, but here. Adding a swim pool in my basement. But busted by city officials. Here's the final part of this story. You guys knew I was building a pool. I got that thing entirely done. I filled it with water. The family was swimming. Then I get a letter from the city that says... They're coming over to inspect my house. They think there's a code violation. (laughs) I'm not taking any chances. I go and get a golf simulator out of the garage. I drain the pool and I put this golf simulator inside the hole to tell the city, hey, that's what it's for. Another letter, I'm rejected. You can pause and read these letters if you want. So there's no way I'm not going to have this pool. So I want to make this simulator look totally legit. So I go in, I buy a bunch of turf, I fill it in, I'm dancing, I'm confident, I do some custom woodworking to make this all look like a golf simulator. And I even decide I'm going to take the inspector to a Chiefs game, I rent an RV, I get food and drink, I go pick up the inspector for the game, and there he is, he's wearing blue, he's a Bills fan, what an idiot. Here he goes, (laughs) drinking on way too much, he's hammered, his loss is my gain. Let me tell you why. While he's in that football game for three and a half hours, I'm hanging out with his girlfriend. We're hanging out in the RV. We go dancing for a couple hours. Game's over. He can barely walk. He shows up the next morning, 8 a.m., sees my thing, approves it. He could barely see. I get rid of the golf simulator. I'm filling this thing up. I'm going to swim again. Damn right. 
That's what I'm well, talking about. Well, hell, that, <laughs> good thing. Good thing you documented it too. That's not gonna call any attention to what you just did. I love that man. You have been listening to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with. Frankie Val on the drums and beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern time on podcasting platforms. And if you want to catch us live, join the group, join the crew at Rumble to catch us live uh, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, you can hear us on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, RadioInfluence.com. And we will be back on Wednesday. Later. Later. <laughs>